안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Finally, I came to Washington DC yesterday afternoon. I'm very happy and excited to think that I will be able to meet the family members I love. Today, I'd like to talk about world peace and the role of uh, women and two from Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. So let's invite our heavenly honey. World peace and the role of women too. Beloved leaders of women everywhere. What are the central direction and activities of the women's peace movement going to be for the coming 10 years? Reverend Moon has focused on the year 2012 as the year in which the ideal world of peace, the hope of humanity and God alike needs to be substantially realized. To that end, he is at this time heading up a global movement for the practice of true love. Likewise, for the Women's Federation for World Peace, the next 10 years will be a very important period. The world of peace is not initiated on the global or even the national level. Peace must first be realized within the individual and the family because these form the basis for all human organizations and systems. Central issues of world peace essentially depend on the question of how peace can be realized within the individual and the family. The original ideal of God's creation was the kingdom of heaven on earth, and beyond that, a world in which the ideal of love also embraces the spiritual dimension. Thus, a kingdom of heaven was to be formed in both the spiritual and physical worlds. This ideal was to be achieved by expanding the model of an ideal family to the world level and then to the cosmic level. For this reason, a family of true love is the fundamental unit and basis of an ideal world of peace. When true parents, a true husband and wife, and true children all attend God and form a true family of peace, and when that family expands to form a clan, nation, and world, true world peace will be realized. For this, the role of the mother and wife in creating family peace is absolute and eternal. Thank you. The world of peace is not initiated on the global or even the national level. Peace must first be realized within the individual and the family because these forms the basis for all human organizations and systems. A central issues of world peace essentially depend on the question of how peace can be realized within the individual and the family. Therefore, a family of true love is the fundamental unit and basis of an ideal world of peace. However, the role of the mother and wife in creating family peace is absolute and eternal in realizing peace within the family. In the family, 
the mother is the center of love or center of love of all the family members. When the mother becomes the center of the true love in the family and nurtures her children and serves her husband, that family is settled down. From that perspective, peace in the world and in the nation starts from the family. Then where does peace start in the family? It is a mother because she is the center of love. Husbands need to cultivate the environment very well so that their wife can become the center of love. And they need to love the wife more than anyone else. So personally, how to make my wife happy is always my biggest concern. Because a wife who is loved by her husband can make the whole family happy. I experience a lot in my family. That's why my wife, she is the really key center of the love. If I make my wife happy and the entire atmosphere completely change in my family. That's why I really realize that this is reality. That's why I, I'm, I'm always thinking, how can I make my wife happy? If I make my wife happy, then entire atmosphere of my family completely changed. As I always feel when my wife is happy, I always realize that there will be a peace in my home. Indeed, in a family, the wife and mother are the centers of love, my brothers and sisters. That's why the position of the mother, the role of the mother, role of the wife, role of the, you know, the mother, it is really, really important. That's why, you know, I'm the representative archangel as a husband. All our men, we need to really realize that you do not appreciate the role of your wife and mother. Then you do not know still how to make peace, how to make peace in our family. Do you agree with me? I, I really realized it a long time ago, but my practice is still not enough. Living Divine Principle, today a new chapter, The Root of Sin. Okay, The Root of Sin. Let's study. The Root of Sin. The Root of Sin is that the first human ancestors had an illicit sexual relationship with an angel symbolized by a serpent. They could not multiply God's good lineage, but instead multiplied Satan's evil lineage. We know that the original sin has been per perpetuated through lineal descent from one generation to the next. This is because the root of sin was solidified by a sexual relationship that binds one in ties of blood. Furthermore, those religions which emphasize the need to purge sin regard fornication as a cardinal sin. And they have taught the virtues of chastity and restraint in order to curb it. This is an indication that the root of sin is found in lustful desires. 
Therefore, the hope of an ideal world is an empty dream as long as this root of all evils has not been eradicated at its source. Christ, at his second advent, must be able to solve this problem once and for all. Yes, thank you. <clears throat> the Christ at his uh, second advent must be able to solve this problem, which is a fornication, once and for all. We must educate our children that adultery is the heaviest sin ever. Adultery is, adultery is to violate the body of God and the body of one's parents. That's why we need to treat my body is not belong to me. My body belong to God. If we really realize my body belong to God, belong to my parents, how can I violate my body? Cannot. Cannot do it. Because you treat your body as your own, your own belonging. That's the issue. If you understand your body belongs to God, your body belongs to your parents, how can you come in sin? You cannot do that. You know? That's why, in order to, uh, therefore, we must teach it to our children as often as possible. But when we're teaching about the, the adultery sin, it's the really heaviest sin. But before you teaching, you need to make an incredible foundation between parents and child. And then really your child need to understand what the heart of the filial piety. And then really your children respect you and follow you and treat you really very much honorable kind of a, you know, heart, then you can educate you know, our, the sexual organ how much precious. With our foundation of the filial piety, just you teach them, does not make any sense. That's why we need to really often mention about what, the, what is the heaviest sin. What's the important mission of the Messiah? Just now about the, you know, our divine priest mentioned that the Messiah should be able to see for the root of sin and eradicate it for human being. The Messiah should educate through God's word, which is divine principle. That's why you see, recently we are studying divine principle, it's chapter two. How much father keep on emphasizing the importance of the purity and talking about you know fornication, how to solve that one. The Messiah needs to transform the lineage through the receiving the blessing. The Messiah must make human beings grow and perfect themselves through continuous education. I really admire my father whenever he have time. He teach and teach and teach and again and again and again and again. So we need to really resemble our true parents. We need to learn from our true parents. That's why I really, at least I want to really, how to say, you know, keep educating through the morning devotion. 
on behalf of God and on behalf of our true parents. Keep on education. Because a fallen man, easy to forget. Easy to disappoint. Easy to up and down. That's why keep on educating. Keep on doing reading Fundoke and then, you know, uh, the meditate God's word. Very important. Fallen men, very easy to space out. The blood lineage is the most precious among love, life, and blood lineage. You know, I did not realize that much important of the blood lineage. But since I came to understand divine principle, understand the meaning of the blessing, wow, blood lineage is so precious. We already changed to God's blood lineage from satanic blood lineage. My blood lineage come from God, come from the Messiah. I inherited God's blood lineage, which is the blood lineage of royal family. Before receiving the blessing, I, I carry on the you know, fallen blood lineage, which is the, uh, the southern blood lineage. And then through Blessing completely changed my blood lineage. My blood lineage become the royal family blood lineage. Wow, God's blood lineage. How can we go back? If we really understand the meaning of the blood lineage, nobody commits sin. Nobody commits sin because of the blood lineage. God, how much he suffered, so much. You know, this morning, our Dennis Nelson about talking about God's painful heart because of the fallen blood lineage. Next. The root of sin lies in women. Since Eve fell first, the root of sin inherited from our ancestors lies in women. That's why women have experienced such miserable lives throughout human history so far. Women cannot be set free before the root of sin is eradicated. The women's liberation movement has been going on since World War II ended, but it will not be easy to achieve. Since Eve, who had to become a mother, fell and caused sin, she must pay the historical indemnity and become the one who is eligible to be a mother. Therefore, she must establish a victorious standard to attend the heavenly bridegroom by preparing a realm of victory over indemnity while undergoing difficulties comparable to giving birth to a child. Without such a woman, the Messiah cannot establish the position of father. Likewise, women cannot be liberated without, without such a victorious woman. We must fulfill the desire of Jesus who did not fulfill his mission and was crucified 2,000 years ago. Jesus failed to fulfill his mission, centering on the Jewish people at the first coming. Now, we should be able to accomplish the meeting for a father and a mother, centering on the world standard of Christianity. Without preparing such a starting point, we cannot become a direct son or daughter of God. That's why 
the ideal of the second advent is to finally connect with the standard. Based on the ideal of the second advent, heavenly law can finally be established through a true family. And only through this can true love and happiness begin. Yes. Why women need to go through the indemnity course and how to restore it? Because the root of sin lies in women, right? Women cannot be set free before the root of sin is eradicated. Women cannot be, cannot be set free before Eve, who comes as the true mother, take place a history and indemnifies sin. True liberation of women cannot be realized until Eve is perfected. That's why my brother says we really, really need to appreciate true mother. Mother completed and paying the, all the indemnity. And then she finally become perfect woman as a God's only begotten daughter. And then because of true mothers that come the perfection, an entire woman can be liberated because mother showed that standard. If true mother do not show the standard, there is no way to liberate woman. That's why we truly, truly appreciate our true mother. Just as a woman was the last of God's creation, when women go through the, all of the indemnity course and complete it, the providence of restoration is completed. Therefore, in each family, the perfection of a woman actually means the perfection of the family. Man's mission is to fully help perfect women from the position of the archangel. If women are perfected as a wife and mother in the family, the whole family reaches perfection. From the perspective of love, women are the substantial beings of love, the center of love. That's why my brother says the key is woman, the wife and mother. God created Eve and, you know, the, uh, at the end. God created Adam first and then God created Eve last, right? That's why the, the position of woman really reached the perfection. Wow. She become perfection. She can embrace husband. She knows how to educate children. She knows how to deal with, it, deal with everything. That's why in the family, how important the position of the woman, the role of the woman, again, I'd like to talk to you. Today's youth ministry, the meaning of the dead and the living. Let's just start. The meaning of the dead and the living. We unificationists enjoy singing Song of the Garden often. When you sing this holy song, what kind of mindset do you sing it with? 
Let's look at the lyrics of the song. The Lord into his garden comes. The spices yield a rich perfume. The lilies grow and thrive. The lilies grow and thrive. Refreshing flowers of grace divine. From the Father flow to every vine. And make the dead revive. And make the dead revive. Make the dead revive here means that we who have fallen nature are revived to our original nature through the word. While singing these lyrics, we need to reflect, am I living or dead? And what is the dead here? It means people who live with the flesh. And the living means people who always live with heart. Once again, here, the living means coming to live as someone with original nature and heart. Yes. 주님 자기 동산에 오셨네 그 좋은 향기 진동해 백합화 번성해 백합화 번성해 Wow, this is a beautiful song. When we sing songs of praise or holy songs, we can immediately gauge our own spirit and heart. If we try to sing songs of praise or the holy songs, we can tell right away whether my heart springs up or not. While singing Song of the Garden, we need to reflect, am I really living or dead? Dead people always live by the flesh. On the other hand, people who live by spirit centered on heart are living people. Living people's heart are always alive. When we try and sing songs of the praise, does my heart respond, respond to the praise song or holy song? When a person whose heart is alive sings uh, songs of the praise, it is like the uh, lyrics of the song repre represent their heart. And whenever, the, whenever they sing praise, they are joyful, and often sympathize with the tears. Whenever we are really, uh, you know, sing songs of the praise and then feel that, wow, this song, the content of this song really touching my heart. How come exactly read my heart and mind? And tears come down and so grateful. When your heart is, your heart is alive, any song touch your heart, Touch your, your original original nature and conscience, always like that. But you are spiritually dead. You are living, centering on your flesh, even though you are singing a song many times. I know songs of the, so many times, uh, 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 sing songs of, of the praise, but does not feel anything. That means you are spiritually dead. Every morning we are, you know, pleasant about the family, uh, the family pledge, right? Recite the family pledge, right? How 
much touch your heart. Just family number place number one, da 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 da, as the owner of Chanelgu, as the owner of the Chanelgu. We need to become hypocrite. When we do not reside with our heart, just only waste our time. Easy to become hypocrite. What is the reason to recite the family pledge? We need to recite the family pledge and singing together by our heart. There is no heart. Just waste our time. If we do not do sincerely our family pledge, we do not sing songs of praise and, and holy song properly, centering on heart, is to become hypocrite. That's why without using our heart, we are living, centering on our flesh, my brothers and sisters. Next. The purpose for the Lord coming to this earth. As we sing this holy song, we should internally think about the meaning. If we just sing it externally, we easily become those who pretend the Lord into his garden comes. The purpose for the Lord coming to this earth was to bring us back to life as original people. That means that the Lord came to this earth as the original Adam set up by God. We today were dead, but because of the Lord, we were resurrected as living people. Oh, that this dry and barren ground and springs of water may abound. Dry and barren ground means our hearts are so hard that we often have anxiety and concerns and are never able to give love to others all the time. Yes, when we sing this holy song, we should internally think about the meaning. Otherwise, we sing with our mouths, but our heart have gone to different world. Such people easily pretend and they also easily become hypocrite. The Lord into his garden comes. The purpose for the Lord coming to this earth was to bring us back to life as original people. We today were dead, but because of the law, we were resurrected as a living people. How much have we been resurrected after meeting the Lord, hearing the word, and practicing our life of faith? Are we really growing and resurrecting every day through the Lord's words? People who have not experience being resurrected in their life of faith still do not know the true taste of the faith. Oh, that this dry and barren ground in springs of the water may abound. Day and barren ground means we are living with hearts so very hard that we often have anxiety and concerns and are never able to give uh, love to others all the time. What can I do? What can we do to exchange and carry this hard heart and become the people whose love and affection are flowing? Next. 
A field of fertile soil and a family like a flower field. Springs of water may abound, a fruitful soil become. A fruitful soil means removing fallen nature through the word and becoming people of the word. Also, fertile soil means a field where seeds will surely sprout if they are sowed. It means that if we have hearts like fertile soil, when we listen to the word, we are meant to grow artistically. The desert blossoms as the rose when the Savior conquers all his foes. Don't these words mean that the Lord came down to this earth, fought with Satan, and became victorious in all indemnity courses, realized an ideal family, and ultimately established God's kingdom of Chanogok? Since now is the age of the fruition of love, doesn't the Lord wish for all of us, blessed families, to become families like a flower field? Yes. Springs of the water may abound or fruitful soil become. How is the soil of your spirit? Have you removed the fallen nature and become fruitful soil? Aren't our fields still like a, a pathways with our spirit being barren and cold? Or are they like a, a rocky fields and easily snap and become a fickle? Or are they like a, a thorny soil with lots of anxiety and concerns? Fruitful soil means the field of our hearts. The task is how can I possess a heart like a fruitful soil that I can plant it in and it will sprout, uh, sprout and lay down roots. In order for our heart to become the, like a fruitful soil, we need to first have attachment for the word and value the word like a life. The desert blossom uh, as a rose when the Savior conquers all his force and makes the people one. The Lord came down, came down to this earth, fought with Satan, become victorious in all indemnity causes, and then he proclaimed Chanilgu. Now is the era of the Chanilgu, the age of the fruition of love. That's why all of us, blessed families, need to make this world blossom as Chanilgu. The Lord wishes for us to become such families. Final slide. The purpose of troubles and trials and resurrection and rebirth. Come, brethren, you that love the Lord and taste the sweetness of his word. This tells us to resemble the Lord and go on the model course like the Lord. Our troubles and our trials here will only make us richer there. The purpose of these words is to tell us that we have troubles and trials. But these are all meant to make us become more blessed people. The purpose of troubles and trials is not to lead us to a path of death, but to make us true people. When we arrive at home, this means that we will all be victorious in the indemnity course with the Lord and ultimately realize Chanogok. 
We have sung this holy song many times, but we have still not been resurrected. From now on, as we welcome the era of Chanoguk, let's try and experience resurrection and rebirth as we sing this holy song. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. <clears throat> Come, brethren, you that love the Lord and taste the sweetness of his, his word to tell us to resemble the Lord and go on the model course like the Lord. Through their lives, true parents showed us the model course on how to be victorious, but ask, uh, ask the task of resembling and in editing that model course, they taught us to complete the heavenly tribal messiahship. Our troubles and our trials here will only make us richer there. Although we have troubles and, uh, uh, and uh, trials, it is a training course to make us bless the people. We must clearly understand that the purpose of the uh, uh, troubles and trials is not to lead us to the path of death, but make us true people. That's why we should not try to avoid troubles and trials. We need to really appreciate Whenever we're dealing with the, the troubles and trials, this, this kind of condition make me perfect, make me uh, the pay the indemnity. That's why we need to appreciate that. When we arrive at home, this means that we will, be, uh, we will all be victorious in the indemnity cause with the law and ultimately realize Chanilgu. We have sung this holy song many times but we have still not been resurrected. My brothers and sisters, from now on, as we sing the, this holy song and welcome the air of the Chanugu, let's try and experience resurrection and rebirth. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Dr. Yong, for another incredible um, guidance that you've shared with us this morning. And brothers and sisters, now we like to uh, receive uh, some living testimonies. And today we have the Heavenly USA team of GPA uh, will share their appreciation members to, uh, excuse me, appreciation letters to their parents. Mm -hmm. And to introduce each of these uh, members, uh, let us welcome up uh, Mr. Francis Marsal. Okay. Uh, oh, Francis. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you, please. Uh, you are here. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Okay. Okay. Good morning. Thank you, Dr. Young. Good morning, brothers and sisters. You know, the this holy song, uh, Song of the Garden, is one of my favorite holy songs. And Heavenly we say we will sing at church and we really bring the Holy Spirit when we sing. As Dr. Young explained, we sing with this kind of heart, really understanding the meaning. So thank you, Dr. Young. It's so powerful. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I want to introduce this uh, appreciation letters but first of all i really want to really share that you know the uh this uh this appreciations and 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 uh, gratitude really the spirit of thanksgiving that we experienced three days ago with dr young and uh, really uh how we appreciate uh, each other and especially the member were asked to write a letter to appreciate their parents and this appreciation really, really opened our heart. And when we heard this, it was an incredible experience of tears and, and really sharing, really, the, when they share their heart. 
it was such an amazing experience. So I want to introduce today two members. It's, uh, one is uh, Toshiaki uh, Masish, uh, Masa, Masaguchi. He's going to share about this letter. And, uh, and next will be Sunmi Miyango. So I would like to call uh, first Toshiaki. Hello. Am I good? All right. Uh, yes. Hello, Dr. Yang. Hello. Okay, great. <laughs> yes. Um, I will read my letter. Um, dear Appa and Oma, I'd like to convey my heart verbally more, but I'm grateful for this opportunity to write my appreciation here. Recently, I felt so much of your love while I'm on Heavenly USA. I'd ask for something and you'd give it to me 110%. I really feel the heart of God through your love. Appa, thank you for being my guide at times and being so hardworking and for loving God and true parents. I recall when I gave my life confession and you and Oma received this so well and embraced me. I felt so relieved to have parents of principle and love. I feel like through my growth on GPA, I come to appreciate you more, both of you. Oma, thank you for being for your unending love and compassion. I realize how much I took both of your guys' love for granted. But Oma, please take care of your health. Last time I saw you, you were way too skinny and pale. Uh, Appa seems okay. So I hope that we all, like Remy, Yosuke, and me, Colin, and Susie, can attend you with filial hearts. I really, really appreciate you guys beyond words. Since I don't know what more to say, I'll write a song slash poem. The love of a parent. The seasons change, but your love is the same. The way I convey my appreciation can be difficult to understand, but my heart for you is unchanged. Thank you for your love, for your embrace. I still have much to grow, but the truth is that love will always reign. So whether we are separated by mountains and oceans or separated by words and emotions, I hope your love as a parent will always stay and my growing heart as a filial child will never wane. Thank you for being there every day. Even when we don't see you in person, your prayers and thoughts of us don't go to waste. For I finally see the love you give as a teacher, as a friend, as an unending source of love, as a parent. Thank you. Yes. Very beautiful. Okay. Thank you so much. And next one. So, Sungmi. me Miyango. Great. Hey, beautiful girl. <laughs> Hello, hi, Dr. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Right. Yes. So here is my letter. <clears throat> all right. Hi, Daddy. I just wanted to say thank you for being my dad and for all you've done for me. I know I'm not as close to you as I want to be, but that doesn't negate all the love you have and the love you've given to me and my ability to recognize it. You are so giving and self-sacrificing. I have such confidence that I could ask for anything and you would provide. At times it feels scary, like it's too much love and I don't want to take advantage of it, but you are so ready to give when I ask. A moment that stood out so much was when I was asking if you were free November 2nd and you said yes, and I slowly understood that you were 100% ready to fly over here to New Jersey. Imagine having a dad who would fly across the country, literally to the other coast, just because his kid asked. I wasn't asking for you to do that, but it amazed me and touched my heart that you were so willing and ready to do so. 
I also really appreciate how much you sacrifice for our family, your sleep, your time with us to be able to provide for us financially. It's easy to feel better about you being gone a lot, but I don't recognize you enough for this act of love. Because of your constant working, I got to grow up comfortably. I never felt lacking. I could invest into trumpet, into music, into art, into a lot of things. I had a nice house, nice clothes, a car, and when it got totaled, you got me another one so quick. You buy me phones, smartwatches. I never had to worry financially because of how much of yourself and your time with your family you sacrificed. I'm so incredibly lucky, not just lucky, but so blessed by how much you do. You even got me a dog. Shoo, shoo. I just hope that I can really do my best to return all this love you've given to me. I cannot ask for a better dad. Thank you for all the times you've loved and cared for me and been there for me. Nalingio, Sunny. Okay. Yeah. Hi, mommy. Thank you for being my mom. (laughs) First, my mom, forever my friend. I feel really grateful for you. I feel like I don't know where to start. I just really appreciate you. (laughs) I want to start with your heart for our family. You care about us all so much. Sorry, it feels so hard to express because there's just so much that I feel. I really love you. I One, you care so much about our church community. You're always in meetings. You visit people. You're writing so many emails. You're in so many calls, giving sermons. You invest so much time, energy, and prayer, and it's so amazing and inspiring. I feel so proud. You always express so much repentance, too, because it takes you away from us, your family, and it makes it so clear how much you love us. This is kind of a topic change, but there's one time during high school where I felt so much love and gratitude. I was always procrastinating and stressed. And one night I had to read a book and I kept falling asleep and I kept getting really frustrated. And you helped by offering to read the book out loud while I just listened. It's literally so small, but whenever I think back on it, I feel so much love and gratitude and my heart just swells. I feel like so often I never ask for help when I'm really struggling. So in a way, I'm keeping you from loving me. But the moments where I've let you in, let you know what's going on, I've been met with so much love and support. I also feel so grateful for your relationship with God. I felt it the most after and during and after my confession, just a lot of love. And I knew it was from God and really God's love and values show through you. I feel like I can connect and relate to you so much more after GPA and it feels really nice. Thank you for also being my friend. I appreciate talking with you about a lot of things, silly things, and just being able to be comfortable. I like that we can have fun and that I can tease you. I'm really glad that you're my mom and that you care for me. I love when you send me texts that you're thinking of me or good morning or how are you texts. I really miss you a lot. I'm excited to go back home and help support. I feel like there's so much more that I feel and want to say, but yeah, thank you for loving me being there for me, supporting me, and taking care of me. Thank you for being my mom. Mahal kita, Sunni. Mm. 